that relationships will go through And I gave it all away Just so I could say that to you I know, I know, I know, I know That you're gonna be okay Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls Children of all ages We are back and better than ever It's just another White Guys Podcast I'm Dustin Jones Welcome back into the show Took a little break, but we're back Tell you a little bit about what's been going on with that um, The end of August Took a uh, chance on a new job opportunity, quit my job at the credit union, and uh, joined up with something called the Phillips 66 Academy, and it has been a very interesting experience uh, with some ups and downs and some twists and turns, and a lot of fun along the way. Uh, Things are progressing nicely. My academy program completed uh, the middle of December, uh, so I've wrapped that up. And now I'm working full-time as a contractor for Phillips 66. And now that I have a set schedule and a set time frame, and I know what's going on in my world, uh, get back to doing some regular uh, podcasts here to share with you fine folks. Uh, I know that there have been some people that are still listening to the shows that we've had up for the last uh, few months without any refreshes. I want to thank you for uh, the listens, uh, the downloads, the shares, uh, following the show. Uh, getting a lot of uh, follows uh, of the podcast at Podbean, so we really appreciate that. Uh, if you're listening to this through iTunes or a link that I've shared on Twitter or Facebook, please make sure that you follow the show. You can do that by going to uh, jogpod.podbean.com, and you can follow along and join us on there. You can also follow me on Facebook. Of course, my name is Dustin Jones. You can follow along on Twitter at Dustin P. Jones or follow the show uh, at jogpod at J-A-W-G-P-O-D. That is the Twitter link. So we are back. We're going to start doing some shows. We're going to try and get on a regular schedule here. The plan is uh, to do recordings on uh, either Sundays or Mondays and then put them up either Monday evening or Tuesday morning, just depending on how things go. So that is the schedule we have going forward. We'll talk probably more about what I have going on in uh, my work world uh, later on. Uh, in some upcoming shows. We'll have Nikki back on. We'll do a catch-up, what's been going on in our world the last few months. But I'm very excited because we have a special guest live in studio joining us today. I'm so excited that my sister, Heather Jones, is live and in the hot seat. Are you ready? I'm in the hot seat. I've been waiting for this. Have you? And now I'm here. Are you so excited to I'm be super excited. in the Jog Pod I'm studio? Live. I'm live in the Jog Pod studio. It's a pretty it's, great studio. It, it has uh, more uh, Christmassy decorations than we normally it have. sure does. That's a nice the, tree. As the Christmas nice tree. tree. Christmas tree has invaded the <laughs> Jog Pod studios. Of course, we're recording this. Uh, what's today? Today is December 28th, so we're a couple days post-Christmas. That's right. Uh, the thrill of the hunt of presents is gone, but the joy... Of all of our goods that we've received, <laughs> lives on. Lives on lives forever. On. Every time, every time, everywhere I look, it seems like there's something that I got for Christmas. Well, you, at me. you got some good I, stuff. I, I mean, we all did. I can't lie. That. I made out like a bandit. You kind of did, but so, you know, you're pretty cool. So we'll, we'll give you that. You know, in fairness. I got a lot of gifts, mm-hmm. but I got a lot of gifts that had maybe a little less value. So I got a quantity versus right. some other people that got quality you know, for a lesser, you know. I did get quality. Or just, you know, more a singular expensive gift versus it's true. multiple. It's true. Adding up. And I'm, I'm very excited about my uh, coffee gift card. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I'm gift stoked card. about How that. How much did you get for coffee? I have gift no card? idea. All I know is that it's free coffee. That's what and we like I'm here. excited about it. Did mom get that for you? She sure did. Oh, so good. For my favorite, anybody that happens to be listening in the Albany, Oregon area, feel free to hit up Spirit uh, Espresso. It's delicious. So with our uh, new uh, diet and fitness regimen that's going forward, yeah. uh, how is that going to work out for your... 17 shot espresso americano giant enormous cup of coffee it's only a five shot oh and i spread it out over a couple of days okay so really i mean i'm just getting more value going with that giant it still seems like it's probably a lot of calories 
Probably, but it's just coffee and water. Like I don't get a bunch of. Well, I get a little bit of chocolate, just a little bit though. Oh, Not so it a doesn't lot. have like. I don't a add lot any extra sugar. sugar I don't like add that. any any cream at all. So uh, when I hear pretty... americano, I just assume that it has. When I assume when anyone no. talks about having something Americanized, that that immediately means <laughs> it either has bacon or cheese. That's true. Or that's true. Uh, chocolate Gosh. or. We should probably talk to them about that. A bacon you could coffee. Prob- probably get that. I know Ed would love it. A crunchy bacon coffee. Crunchy bacon coffee. Maybe a little maple syrup flavoring. Mm. Maple bacon know. Americano. Nikki that hates, sounds about right. Nikki hates maple. I can't get her oh. on board. She, I mean, she'll eat maple syrup, but yeah. she hates the smell of maple. Mm. I, sometimes I'll get a maple bar from like Quick Trip, mm-hmm. which is like the gas stations we have around here. Mm-hmm. She hates it. She Ugh. hates that smell with a passion. So I try to avoid the maple bars. Yeah, but no, my coffee is very simple. Okay. Espresso and water. Keep it keep it simple. So what do you think about Oklahoma? Uh well <laughs> <laughs> and that's about it. A ringing a ringing endorsement for Oklahoma. Uh it's I I like that Bartlesville is a smaller town. Mm-hmm. Um it's still big though. There's lots around. Um but everything's kind of dead right now. So coming from Oregon, where even in the dead of winter, it's still evergreen. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's a little different. But I did definitely enjoy going to the art museum in Tulsa. That was wonderful. You guys I, went to, you guys spent some time at the Philbrook we did. in Tulsa. We did. And the history of the Philbrook is pretty cool. So I really enjoyed that. Do you think that uh, you would ever want to come back? If I didn't live here, uh, I probably wouldn't have any reason to. Right? No, that makes Mm-mm. sense. Hi, mom. I do have some friends that live in the area or that have family in the area, so not this area, but I just saw south. mom. I just saw mom head to the kitchen. Oh, hopefully that means that she's gonna start making caramels at some point. Do you today. think she's stalking the Jogpod Studio? Maybe because she really wants to get she in just here and get on so the microphone. She's so excited. She she does. She wants to get on the microphone. Yeah, well, she can wait her turn. This is not her episode. It's true. It's mine. Teaser. Yes. Upcoming episode with Roxanne, the woman with lo- no last name. <laughs> <laughs> well, Poor she's me. got a lot of them. She just she, can't decide on she one. She can't figure out which one she wants. <laughs> Did I tell you that uh, on my birth certificate, her last name is spelled wrong? How do you spell Jones wrong? No. Oh. On the birth certificate, her they her put maiden the maiden name. Uh-huh. But they spell, instead of V at the end, it's Y. So it's Rand Clay. <laughs> Rand Clay. We need to, she should go to that. Because she always talks about not really wanting to be a Rand Cleave anymore. Way too of, easy to find you. It's it's easy enough to find Rand Cleave, Rand uh-huh. Clay. She'd be the only one, probably. It's perfect. No, you don't want to be easy to find. Oh. What happens if you have debt collectors? Mom might want to be easy to find. Do you know, do you know how much better it is that your last name is Jones oh, than it is Jones. Nikki's last name? So easy to be found, which is why we have to pay all her debt collectors (laughs) (laughs) because they just keep finding us. (laughs) I mean, not that we had debt or anything like that. That never happened. Mm -mm. No, nobody does. No. Debt free. It's a debt free community. I love being a Jones. It's wonderful. It is pretty great to be a Jones. Never have to spell my name ever. Yeah. And if someone asks me to spell it, I laugh at them. You don't know how to spell Jones? <laughs> Are you not American? Do you ask someone how to spell Smith? Do you ask Do you ask someone how to spell Joe? <laughs> maybe. Well, maybe maybe Jones is an a is a, a rare name for that person. Maybe that person's culture Jones is not a popular True, I name. I guess it depends on who's asking. So, maybe you shouldn't be so damn presumptuous. <sighs> horrible, horrible human. You and I of course, our brother and sister. We are. We are. We are two years and three months apart. Is that mm-hmm. right? And five days. Yeah. Very nice. Are you happy that uh, mom and dad decided to have sex again and you were created? <laughs> yeah. Isn't it clearly, nice? Isn't it nice that they at least had sex twice? Clearly, their life was not complete with you. And they needed a little extra something no. to bring them what joy. It, what it was really is what it was. I was so awesome. They were oh. hoping for a second me, but they, Which got, they got you. No, 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 no. That's not how that worked. Well, they stopped after me, so I'm pretty sure I was all yeah, the they awesome were, they needed. They were scared that they would get it wrong again. <laughs> 
It's true. You wouldn't I'm want more than one of me. No, you, you definitely don't want one <laughs> more than one of me. Although I count for like three people. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so what? What are? You, what's your first memory growing up? Oh, my first memory. Um, you know when I think back to the to the early years. <laughs> Um, Heather Jones, the early years, <laughs> brought to you by the Jog Pod, Jog Pod Studios. This is wonderful. We need some of that creepy music. Uh, no, um, you know, I remember um, Grandma PJ actually, mm-hmm. um, um, and the house in Detroit that they lived in. <clears throat> yep, and um. Living in Gates. I remember that. That was before I was five. So those were good memories. And then moving to Albany is when I have more memories that right. sort of come back. Do you remember, Do you, did you feel like it was traumatic when we moved from Gates to Albany? Do you, or, do, or is it just an adventure for you? No, for me it was an adventure because I was so young and I didn't, I hadn't really, uh, you know, like established friendships or anything like that. So A trend that continues. Just <laughs> hey. <Yeah>, teasing. <laughs> um, so, so no, I, I had more fun with that than, than anything, I think. Do you? It was more traumatic when I moved back. Right. What is what's what's one of your favorite memories from childhood? Mm. You know, uh, it being the Christmas time of year, mm-hmm. um, the Christmas we had at mom and dad's uh, in Albany, mm-hmm. the big Christmas that like everybody was at our house. Skylar would remember it as the year he got his teddy bear sleeping bag. Oh, okay. It was awesome. Uh, but we just, that was just like, it was a lot of fun. It was very magical. I remember hearing the, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure I heard Santa just saying, I heard the reindeer and the sleigh bells. So that was one of those super magical Christmases for me. I'm just glad that Santa managed to find you here in Oklahoma. I was worried. He did. He I was worried that he might not remember that I know. that you guys were on vacation out here to Oklahoma. It's true. I'm kind of excited to see what happens when I go home. Maybe. Yeah. Do you think Santa maybe drop something at the house for you? Maybe, just for fun. I hope so. I hope so, For too. you, just because I, I don't want the Christmas season to be over for you. <laughs> it's not. I'm still here. Especially since you didn't get nearly as many presents as me. Mm, yeah, but I did get my computer. You did? What kind of computer did. did you get? I got a Dell yeah and it's fancy like a desktop computer no a laptop oh it's a 17 inch so it's huge yeah that's pretty wonderful that's good i like it and i can do businessy stuff on it which is important for my oregon girl by nature business that's right you do have a business let's get a plug out there for your business what do you have going on uh well this year was the first year that i did anything um uh selling selling myself like really selling like i went to a couple of craft shows mm-hmm. and uh i got some really good response of actually um, well let's let's talk about what oregon girl by nature is oregon girl by nature started as me just making my own lip balm because i couldn't find a lip balm that i really liked um everything was petroleum based which of course out here in oklahoma is probably a good thing (laughs) um but yeah watch yourself before you go disparaging (laughs) the uh oil and lubrication business right uh but i just started making it for myself i really liked it uh it's coconut oil cocoa butter based um i use essential oils it's all natural Um, and I just loved it and all my friends loved it and they started asking me to make it for them. So I did. And then I decided, gosh, I could probably sell this. And so I started to, and it slowly has built up over the last few years, but this year was the first year that I really like took that and, uh, kind of went with it. I make, um, um, I call them all natural healing products. They, I infuse healing herbs into oils and um, put those into my products like my lip balm and my um, whipped coconut oil and whatnots. What did the coconut oil do wrong that you had to whip it? Ooh. Was it, it a bad coconut? It was bad, bad. And so you had to whip it? It needed it. to be whipped. It's true. Okay, this is creepy. 
can people can people find your stuff online or can they send you an email or how they can definitely send me an email i'm working on uh my website hence the new computer nice i needed that to re all i had was a kindle fire which is wonderful but it makes it really difficult to work on a website so with the new year and my new technologies uh that's definitely something i will be working so an Oregon girl by nature website for 2015 is a priority. Correct. Okay, cool. That's awesome. And how did you just got into that just because you couldn't find anything that you liked and you just wanted to do your own thing? Pretty much. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I just wanted to make it myself. Now do you, now you, it sounds like you were giving it away for free at first. Have you started making your, your friends pay you or do you still give it away? They pay me. They, they willingly pay me for my product, which is great. That's good. Sometimes I cut them a deal, you know. You don't want cheap bastards for friends. No, I don't. They actually demand to pay sometimes, so... Because sometimes I try to give it away. <laughs> just want to give it away. Just, you just have that. You just have that niceness in your heart. It's true. I just want everybody Alleg- to. I mean, have I've stuff. never seen that, but I guess <laughs> well, it's there. You're my brother. This is true. <laughs> you get different treatment. That is a fact. Uh, when we lived in Albany. Mm-hmm. That's where you kind of started. So you went, you were in Albany for what? Kindergarten? Kindergarten to second grade. Okay. So you started making friends and doing that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then we went back to Oregon. Then we went back to Oregon. (laughs) Then we went back to Mill City and Gates. Correct. And you didn't like that? Um, It just, you know, Albany was where I started making all my friends and I had like a good group of friends and (laughs) in second grade, uh, and so then the whole moving thing, like leaving all your friends, you don't really quite understand that when you're that age. Right. And so, um, but what was great was that we already knew a lot of people in Gates and Mill City. And so it actually made the transition fairly easy. Yeah. Cause we never really disconnected from the Canyon. No. Mm-mm. So, um, when, when we moved back, you, you never actually left after that, right? You always were going, you always went to school in Mill City and Gates after that, right? I did leave in freshman year when um, dad and Janelle moved to Montana. Okay. Right after Nat was born. Okay. You came with us to Montana too? Mm-hmm. We all moved to Montana together? Yep. I don't remember that. Oh yeah. That was, that was a good time. Were you, were you in the red truck with me and Lauren? On the move out there where Lauren sat in the, you remember Lauren decided to get back in the back end of the truck by himself, <laughs> which is where we spent a lot of time in that truck. Right. Everybody spent a lot of time in the back of that truck. Right. But the difference, <laughs> the difference was it was full of stuff because we were driving out there. Moving. Was that, were you with, in a, with, Gosh, I don't remember. Or were you I with Patty? I might have been. I honestly, I don't remember actually driving out there. Oh, really? I remember our trip. You're an I. You're a yeah. nice trip after you graduated. I remember that trip on the way oh, back. Geez. But I don't remember the actual moving out. I'm pretty sure that we were with. stoned off of uh, fumes from fumes my from, leaking yeah, uh, manifold. The exhaust that was coming yeah. up through the stick shift, which was yeah. wonderful. That was an interesting. Drive. I remember I decided, hey, let's tie it off with some paper napkins to make that work and then it just started smoking even more which was really awesome oh, of me man. those are my engineering skills oh, you're welcome it was a genius move on your part it really was um okay so so you did freshman year in coal strip yeah so we moved in november right and it was November of 97. Right. It was right after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Because it was right after football season because we were supposed to move in the summertime. So I didn't go out for senior year of football. It's true. And then it didn't happen. And we Because it there, was the weekend. Because we it was the end of football season. And it was, we. I was on dance team. Right. And we did Thriller for Halloween. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I went up to dad's that weekend. And then the whole thing blew up and that was when i decided i was moving with you guys <laughs> oh, and there was a drama that happened and then that was when i was like okay well i'm moving so and it was like monday and tuesday i think i went to school and and took myself out of school and then like tuesday i think is when we left tuesday or wednesday was huh. when we left yeah i don't really remember that i do it was quite dramatic in my life a, tr- a dramatic turn <laughs> 
But yes, uh, yeah. So November '97 to November of '98 is when I was in Cold Strip. Gotcha. And I made some wonderful friends, by the way, who I still am in contact with now. And I actually got to see them um, in September when I was out there. So that what was, was awesome. it? So this is jumping way ahead, but what was it sure. like to go back to Cold Strip after such a long time? I know that we had been there a couple years you know, ago. I but. I loved it. I loved it because. Um, it's very much small town mentality like Gates and Mill City, which is what I'm used to. And I love that. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty much the same (laughs) as a few different places. Like the place that I worked, uh, isn't open anymore and stuff like that. But isn't it interesting because you hear people talk about, Oh, I'm from a small town. I'm from a small town. And you're like, Oh, how many people? Oh, 50,000. Oh, 60,000. Right. Oh, 100,000. Right. Yeah, that's not a small town. No. We lived in a town. Gates is what? Was what? 425 people? I think at the time we were there, it was still 300 and something. Or like 385, yeah. something like that. So between 375 and 425, you know. Yeah. What's the population that's, of Cold Strip? I don't town. know. I think Cold Strip was. I don't know what it is now. When we were there, mm-hmm. um, because you still had a lot of people working, you know, Montana power was still going right. full bore and, um, coal and all that stuff was, was really rolling. Um, and then it seemed like it started to become less and less as like after my graduating class, mm-hmm. it seemed like call strip kind of started to deteriorate a little bit. Yeah. Cause when we were there, you know, they had the bowling alley and they had the movie theater and they had a few restaurants and, you know, town pump and mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. And now, like, none of that stuff is there. There's, like, two bars. Well, the town pump is still well, there. T- yeah, town pump. It's actually town. bigger than it yeah. was. It's huge. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Well, Nikki and I were in Coal Strip um, a couple Septembers ago because mm-hmm. we went out there uh, when Mikey, right uh, after Mikey got killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is our cousin? cousin. Step the layers. Cousin. Family, family Family's layers. Family. Are, family is family. Yeah. There's so many layers to our family. It's it's interesting. It's pretty awesome. So, you, I I know you're like me. You really enjoyed and embraced living in small town. Yeah. And it was something that we really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your favorite part about leaving living in Mill City? Oh, we didn't actually live in Mill City. We lived in Gates, but yeah. <laughs> about being in the canyon. Being in the canyon. Um, I, I guess it's sort of the best and the worst thing about it mm-hmm. is the fact that you know pretty much everybody. Right. Um, you didn't have to worry about locking your doors and locking your car. Um, you could count on just about anybody. If you needed anything, there was somebody always there. Um <laughs> Um, I liked the the fact that, you know, our parents were friends with most of our friends' parents because um, a lot of them went to school together or, you know, they just um, worked together. Like, uh, um, you know, my both of our parents were on the fire department. So there was that family, too. There's just this really tight-knit sense of community when you live in such a small town. Um Plus, we could go out and do things by ourselves when we right. were pretty young. Um, you know, like, I'm going to go outside and play. You go out into the woods or you go down by the river. <clears throat> um, you didn't really have to worry about much of anything, especially in the time that we grew up there. I might worry about it a little more now. Yeah. But um, but I loved that. I loved the small school. Um I loved, I'm, I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm kind of a social butterfly and I like to talk to people. And, um, I loved that in school that I could walk around and talk to different people and you pretty much know everybody. Yeah. I liked that. And and you were like me, you could kind of float between groups. Right. Like you could hang out with like the quote unquote cool kids Mm -hmm. or you could kind of hang out with the outcast kids Mm -hmm. or, you know, and just, and I kind of liked that. mm -hmm. I liked that because, I didn't really care what you did or who you were. If you had something to offer, you know, if you just a nice conversation even, you know, mm-hmm. or if some of the, the, you know, kids were getting bullied or whatever, you know, you could step up for them or something. And I liked that. As is the case for a lot of people, mm-hmm. our parents got divorced. Correct. Do you 
what do you remember about that? I remember like specifically that night that they told us. Mm-hmm. I remember specifically being quite dramatic about it. As you um, are one to do. What? Me? Dramatic? You have a tendency towards the dramatic. About. Me? Oh. What? <laughs> <laughs> Throw down this microphone right now. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, this is bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I remember. I remember it quite well. Um, I think I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. I, but I think I still wanted to like pretend that it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but looking at it as an adult, I get it. Right. You know, I, I, I get those choices that they made. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So you, along with dad, mm-hmm. have the distinction of being a state champion. Oh, it's true. Which I don't have. That's right. Mom doesn't have. I don't even know if mom did any activities in school. We don't like to talk about those activities. (laughs) (laughs) Thinks mom's activities were smoking dubs. (laughs) Just teasing. I don't think so. I'm just teasing. I don't know. Did mom do any athletics? We can. I guess I'll ask her on the next podcast. I don't. I I know dad played baseball and stuff, but I don't know. We could yell at her. Maybe mom just. Maybe grandpa just made her go home and work. Probably. I don't know. She did that a lot too. Um so you but you were on the dance team. I sure and was. You, did you guys win one year or two years? One year. We placed the other years, which right. was great. But I left freshman year um and didn't get back until um November, like late November of my sophomore year. So I didn't get to be a part I <clears throat> I was a part of the team uh, when I came back, but I wasn't manager only uh, because they were already sort of into their routine and everything. So, um, but that's what they needed. You know, my junior year when I came back full force, that's when we won. So coincidence could have been the uh, coincidence. I think not. (laughs) The missing piece was sitting on the sidelines. The whole thing. Good job, Terry Moberg. Way to just (laughs) way to just leave my sister on the sidelines as the manager. I mean, how how could you have possibly left off such a talented dancer? Didn't you Jeez, know that that state geez. championship was within your grasp? It was right there. So just right, right there. <laughs> um, just kidding. I'm not. Oh, thanks. I don't care. That was nice of you. Thanks. Okay. Anyway, I thought I thought you were mad that I shouldn't yell at Terry Moberg. I was. I was. No. You know, she's my favorite. If Terry Moberg is listening to this, I w- if Terry Moberg hears this. She can let me know. I will apologize to her personally. Okay. Otherwise, I say bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) It was always interesting to me. Wolverette's got such a... Got shit on just constantly at our school. And we were awesome, by the way. I I distinctly remember being in a math class with Dorsey Smith, who was the geometry teacher. Geometry teacher in Mm -hmm. our high school. Mm -hmm. And a man's man. Right. What a douche nozzle. But I can't remember. I don't remember specifically who he's talking to. It might have been like Abby Drake or one of those mm-hmm. one of those girls. And there was a talk about Wolverettes not being a sport and all this oh, sort yeah, of stuff. Oh, yeah. They still and, talked about that when I was. And all this garbage. And at one point, I go, hey, Dorsey, uh, how many state championships do uh, your football teams and basketball teams have? When, when's the last day championship at this high school? Oh, yeah, it was the Wolverettes. Yep. He didn't like that. Yep. No, they don't because they don't consider it a sport. And it's they an say activity. because, and they say, and this this was because def- we definitely got into this conversation mm. a lot when I was in high school. Um, they said because we didn't have to compete to go to state because we could just pretty much choose to go to state, which was actually incorrect. We had to have enough points throughout competitions throughout um the year in order to go to state at all mm-hmm. um but they said because you didn't like in state like in um, um football or basketball where you have to win so many games and you have to be on a certain level in order to go to state um that that's why it wasn't that it was easier for us to get state championships because we could go to state every year. Yeah. Well, yeah, but we saw to put in the work for each competition to get enough points to be able to go. Right. So, 
when you when you did so you do your routine at state mm-hmm. do you guys know that you're gonna win no uh-uh you guys no. didn't have that feeling well i mean <laughs> yeah of course we were like yeah but you were there the year that we won right and even you were like how did that happen because our first round was not no. wonderful um our second round we kicked ass so so it was a toss up like we weren't sure we mm-hmm. were like we really did really well but but that first round was kind of a killer and so when that music came on and it was us we were like oh my god we were over the moon and it was moon dance ironically moon dance um Oh yeah, go ahead. No, it's okay. That's good. I don't. I can't. I can't afford to purchase the rights to the music, so you oh. can only sing like seven seconds worth. Oh, well, that was good. So that was otherwise, enough. I can get sued. Oh. And then you have to come up with the money. Please don't sue my brother. <laughs> there was a train of thought that I was going to go down, and now I'm losing it. When, how how did mom and dad's divorce affect you? <laughs> you mean how does it affect me? <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> it affects me to this day. I just can't. Handle. It's ruined every relationship I've ever tried to have. <laughs> it's all their fault. <gasps> Why? <gasps> Damn you, evil monkeys! <laughs> Did you just call our parents evil monkeys? No, it's a bit from a movie. Oh, my bad. Um. Well, you know, I mean, I think as kids, we, you know, I mean, I thought we had a pretty good childhood. And so um, it definitely, I specifically remember not understanding what um, stepsisters, stepbrothers, half siblings were. I know I had friends that had them and I was like, I don't get how that works. And so I remember like uh, going into that, like, you know, because that's not part of your world. You don't understand it. Um, and then sort of moving into a whole new realm was interesting. It was different. Um, and at that point it, it kind of started the back and forth, like the playing both sides against the middle. Who can you get the best deal from what's going on at what house? Oh, you guys are going to do this? Oh, I'll move here for a while. Yeah. I I didn't... Or I, you got in a fight with one, so you're going to go live with the other. And- I tried really hard not to play that, although it kind of comes out like I did. Uh-huh. I, I, I can guarantee that in the midst of it, it was more about pleasing both of my parents mm-hmm. than it was trying to get something out of them. Like who can I, you know, who can I get this from? Oh, I can't get it from mom. So I'll go get it from dad. It wasn't really like that. Um, I know sometimes it came across that way. Um, but I was more about pleasing each parent. Like I, I, I didn't like the fighting. I didn't like the, um, the anger between the two of them. Again, looking back on it as an adult, I get where that came from. But as a child, when you don't really, understand and those times where they tell you you'll understand when you're older you'll get it when you're older like i totally do get it right. <laughs> you know but but when you're a kid it just doesn't make any sense and so and and you talk you, you know becoming an adult and stuff like that and how mm-hmm. those relationships can be difficult it, you've had some difficult relationships too as you've mm-hmm. grown up uh, you know there's been a lot in the news um over the last few months you know in the in the sporting news especially about you know, domestic violence and and that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. um, and unfortunately, you have a, a, a unique perspective on that. You were in an abusive relationship for a while. How long? How long were you in that relationship? About a year, and I specifically remember being in it and giving myself sort of a time frame, mm-hmm. like because I knew it was bullshit. I knew this was wrong. I knew that there was n- like I shouldn't be treated that way. But I guess when you're in something like that, you hope that it's like like it's not going to be that way. And so I kind of hoped that it things would change. Uh, but I, I remember being like this. This is not changing. And um, I had to get out of it. But I, I wasn't sure how to do that. Right. Was it was it more emotional abuse 
or verbal abuse or was it more physical? It abuse? was all of it. It yeah. was definitely a lot of verbal abuse. Um, a lot of emotional abuse. There's a lot of, um, you know, sort of, uh, I don't know how to explain it. He, um, would just say little snide comments about my past, which honestly was nothing even like there was nothing really even in my past that should warrant anything like that. Um, but he would just say things like I cheated on him before we ever got together because I was with other people, which doesn't really make any sense. No, that's crazy. Yeah. So, um, so there was just it was just a weird time, but there was definitely physical abuse too. Yeah, didn't so. didn't you know that you were supposed to just <laughs> wait for him for your right, whole life? My whole life. Di- didn't you know that you were committing uh, of spousal uh, spousal uh, affairs? That's not even what I want to say. Right. Didn't you know that you're committing <laughs> adultery before you even knew that this person existed? Before right. you even lived in the same state? Before, yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, uh, and so because you have that unique perspective you when you see somebody like Janae Rice who obviously everyone's seen the video sure how tough that was at the time that that occurred Mm -hmm. they weren't married Mm -hmm. they are now and Mm -hmm. they're still together Mm -hmm. do you do you have an understanding of what she could possibly have be thinking about like because that video looks like that doesn't look like someone who that's the first time that they've done that. No. So is it a matter of she's maybe she's too scared or maybe she believes that it's not real like that's not how it'll always be or Well, I can definitely say that there is that person inside of you that says, "Oh, well, you know, he's a good guy." You know, you you try to sort of excuse these things away. Um I've been there. I've done that. Um, but there just isn't an excuse for it. And until you can be okay with that inside yourself and walk away from it, you can't reason with somebody that's in that situation. Um, you know, I've got friends that are in, in abusive relationships and there's, you know, it doesn't matter what you say, you tell them, Hey, this isn't okay. This isn't right. The way they talk to you, the way they treat you, that's not okay. You deserve more than that. But they're going to say, Oh, you don't understand. You know, Oh, I, you know, I can be better. I do this. You know, they blame it on themselves. Um, and there's just until until you can say to yourself, like, I'm worth more than this. Um, and it's just not OK. No amount of abuse is OK and none of it is right. Um, but you can't you just can't reason with someone until they can come up with it themselves. And so you and so you can understand why she makes the choices that she's made. Right. Mm-hmm. Even though from the outside looking in it, it should be as simple as, well, he did that to you why not just walk away? But it's just not that easy. It's not, it's not that easy. And, and I, I don't know their history. I don't know what happened after that. You know, I don't, I don't have TV. I don't watch much news. Um, so like I've, I've only heard a little bit about this situation, um, specifically. Uh, but, but no, I mean, I, I don't know much about their history or why she decided that that was okay. And don't you think that it's just too dismissive to say, oh, she's staying for the money? Yes. To just be like, oh, well, obviously, you know, she just wants to make sure that yeah. that she's taken care of and she yeah. wants to ride that and NFL that very, train. And that very well may be. That could be a part of it. Um, but you just don't know until you know someone and you know why they're in the situation. And that, that just feels like it just feels like something that allows everyone to say, to dismiss the conversation so mm-hmm. that we don't have to have the real conversation about right. the real domestic violence problem in this country. Correct. And the real, like no one ever wants to have the real conversations about no. the things that are really happening mm-hmm. because it's, Oh, it's our, it's in our personal lives. It's not anyone else's mm-hmm. business. And, mm-hmm. and there certainly is a point to that, but there's still no justification for child abuse, no. sexual abuse, no spousal abuse. None of that stuff is okay. No, and if no one talks about it, then it never changes. Right. Which is the same reason why 
people may want to put their heads in the sand, but there are real racial problems in this country. Absolutely. And we can't really talk about them with any real firsthand experience because we're white. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. we don't know what it's like, but I can tell you for a fact that racial problems are real. Oh yeah. And if you don't fucking believe it, just because we can't speak to necessarily being, um, you know, people were white. Yeah. So it's, it's hard for us to understand being in those shoes, but I definitely see it. And I don't like it, you know, I mean, I just, I'm the type of person that I don't, I don't care what you look like. I like to know the person that you are. Are you a good person? That's all that matters, you know, but for some reason, I just, I just don't, I just don't understand the, the racist. And we've, and we've kind of been on the periphery because, you know. Our stepmom's Native American, mm-hmm. stepbrother, stepsister. So I mean, we've definitely Native seen American. that so happen. We've, but we don't, we can't fully understand what that's like. What it's like, and for people to sit on the outside and and just talk about, oh, just get over it, or right. oh, it's not that big a deal. That's not true. Well, and I definitely remember being young, you know, when I lived in Montana and having those conversations with Janelle and being like, well. You know, like I didn't understand it. I didn't understand why it was such a big deal. Now I do. I absolutely do. I absolutely get it. And I get, I get upset when things are said about the Native Americans and, and things that have happened. And I mean, I, I, it boils up inside, you know, because I just think it's, it's ridiculous and nobody wants to talk about the real issues that are actually happening. And that have happened. And I I think some of it is people just aren't comfortable with it. Some of people don't believe that it's reality. Mm-hmm. And some people just don't want to deal with things. Well, and they want to say, oh, it happened in the past. Let's move on. Yeah, but if we don't talk about it, history repeats itself. Mm-hmm. And it is repeating itself. And unless people stand up and say, no, we're not going to let this happen... And have those discussions, those real discussions, nothing's ever going to change. People are going to still have that mentality. So let's let's shift gears here. You are an artist. I am. When did you first discover that you like to draw and paint and, and that it was something that you felt that you were actually good at? <laughs> good at? Oh, hmm. I don't think I've quite gotten there yet. <laughs> <laughs> um... I've always been a doodler and therefore I think that's why I'm so attracted to abstract art Um, because I've never been one to like, I can't just sit down and like draw a real scene or draw someone's face with, you know, photorealistic talents. Like I just don't have that. Um, But to me, it's always been emotional Um, colors and, painting and using something with my hands to make something, to create something. Um, I don't remember a specific time where I was like, yeah, I want to just do this. I just remember picking up paints and, and using them or picking up a pencil and sketching stuff that may not even look like anything to anybody, but there's something about putting a pencil on a piece of paper and scratching it over and making weird designs that I just really love. Um, of course, aunt Bonnie and mom were very, are very creative and crafty. And I think that was a big part of, that was a big influence in me. Um, I'm very crafty. I like to be crafty. I like making things. Um, but but I love to paint and I, I don't remember specifically when I started painting. Um, but I just know that I love mixing colors. I love creating weird random designs. And, um, I don't know. I just, I speaking just love of, it. Speaking <clears throat> of painting, did you finish my painting yet? 
I didn't. We got stuff to make your painting. We got stuff to finish it, but we, you know, been busy doing other things. <laughs> we got super drunk last night. We did, and we played Pinochle. <laughs> it, it may have been the worst two games of Pinochle in the history of Pinochle playing. Probably. Were, uh, far cry awful. from Pinochle of our childhood. <sighs> or, excuse the, me, of our adolescence, maybe? The, the mercenary Pinochle that Jeremy and Lauren and Danica like to play. <laughs> hey, that taught me a lot. Yeah. It didn't translate into the games last That's night. That's not the point. That is not <laughs> what we're... Oh, That's kind of what we're talking about. Damn it. Oh, man, that was awful. You have a nice painting over here uh, in the Jogpod studio of your logo. I do, and it's great. And Created these, freehand by me. It's it's super. And I like it. I like can't it. really see it right now because there's this giant white Christmas tree blocking my view. It's true. But I can see it from where I'm sitting. So I will let you know that it's wonderful. <laughs> it's a wonderful piece of art. And you do you do that stuff freehand? I do. You don't like sketch something and then paint it in. Well, no, I definitely sketch it in, and I and I definitely, I mean, that is your, um, your logo that you created. Nikki created. That let's, Nikki created. Let's give credit where credit's due. I'm not even I'm not even created creative enough to come up with that in click, <laughs> clip art or whatever she used. Yeah, but I definitely sat down with my sketchbook and sketched it out. And then sat down with the canvas and sketched it on the canvas and then just sort of went from there. Oh, so. Okay. Yeah, because I don't, my brain doesn't really, like, I can color. Like, if you yeah. give me, if you give me a piece of paper out of a coloring <laughs> book, I can be like, yeah, give me some Woo! crayons and some, and some colored pencils and I will knock one out. Yeah. In fact, I don't know if she'll hear this, but Hannah Taff has a Dustin Jones uh, original uh, colored in art piece. Wow. Oops, I like how you, book. I like that you called that a, a colored in art piece. That's nice. What else would it be? Page out of a coloring book. Hey. <laughs> no, but that's not the I was trying to, was trying to give point. it some flair. It is art is what you make it. Therefore, <laughs> if art to you is a colored in art page, it's wonderful. What do you have a favorite painting that you've done? Mm, I have a few. So people call me the tree lady because I do a lot of trees um, uh, where I tape down a design. And then I paint over it and then I take the tape off to reveal the design underneath. Um, I love my trees. Um, but I have this one that actually was in an online publication and I, um, it's got a couple different names. I've actually sort of settled on imagine, um, because it was honestly, I just started off throwing some tape down on a canvas and it ended up being, um, sort of some arrows, um, like some triangular arrow sort of pointing inward. And the way that I laid the lines of color down on the canvas, somehow they turned into what almost looks like the silhouette of a girl um, with some wavy hair. <clears throat> so I called it the girl for a while. But I love that um, where the arrows point in looks like they're pointing right into her head and so um translating that throughout our situation um with my sister or with our sister um with the brain tumor and uh she loved john lennon and we've gotten a lot of um inspiration from that song we sang that at her funeral that kind of stuff i think it just sort of speaks to that and so i've settled on that as its name and i think that's probably my favorite so we'll get we'll go back to your art here in a second but you brought up natalie mm -hmm. and we can't really have a conversation about our lives without talking about natalie that's true um she was actually the reason that i moved to montana in the first place when we go back to that um, she was absolutely the number one thought on my mind when I moved because I wanted to be with her. Mm -hmm. She was my only blood sister. Um, and I wanted to be a part of her life. How, how did her, how did her death impact your life? Hugely. Um, number one, it was, you know, hard because I lived away for so long. Um, because I did spend that first year with her, but then I moved back to Oregon. Um, I spent more time away from her than I did with her in her very short life. Um, so 
there was always that little bit of guilt, like, gosh, I wish I would have been there more often. I wish I would have done this and that. But, uh, you know, we just can't do that because that just creates depression and there's no, there's no reason to be depressed in a situation where there's nothing you can do about it. Um, what I have done in my life since she got sick, um, is I try to bring some of that childlike attitude and magic and, um, innocence into my everyday life. Um, and remember that life is for living. It's for doing things that you love. It's for creating, um, connections with other humans on this earth and doing good things with that. Um, and so I try every single day in my life to do something in her honor, whether that's um, making someone laugh or uh, smile or just being kind to someone. Um, that's that's what I do. That And that's how she's impacted me because that's the type of person that she was. She loved to sing and dance. She loved to have a good time. And um, she she just genuinely liked people. And it's, it's so tough to think that like six months from now, she would have been graduating high school mm-hmm. and there's, there's a part of me, obviously people have been paying attention to the news, are aware of, of a girl named Lauren Hill, mm-hmm. um, who has the same disease Nikki, uh, Nikki, mm-hmm. Natalie had, um, Defeat which is DIPG. Pontine glioma. And... There's the part of me that obviously wishes that Lauren never had this disease and that she was healthy. But there's that small part of me that it's like, finally, there's someone that is of an age where this disease can get some notoriety and someone can pay attention. Absolutely. And, you know, she is, Lauren is using the, the notoriety that she has gained to set, shed light on this disease that never has had a voice before. Right. Because, you know, the reason that things like prostate cancer and breast cancer and, and AIDS and, and all these things get awareness is because they strike so many people so many. Mm-hmm. and so many people that have a voice and so many people that someone may know, you know, as soon as someone famous gets a disease, Right. Then automatically it's like, oh God, well, we better, you know, donate money or we better mm-hmm. do this or we better have a fundraiser. Mm-hmm. But when it's 150 or 200 kids and a year getting diagnosed. Too, where, and, it, and it happens so fast, yeah. generally from diagnosis to these children passing away in such a short time, the families are more focused on, oh my God, what can we do? Right to fix this or, you know, just getting used to the idea that this is even happening before they pass away. Um, trying to mobilize and, and say, Hey, look at this. And that's what I think is just amazing about Lauren is that she's out there. She's doing stuff. She is active and she is on this like, Hey, you know, she's, she's the poster child for DIPG right now. And it's hard because I can definitely see correlation in the things that are happening with her, um, and the progression of the disease. Um, so that's really difficult, but I am just absolutely loving the fact that she's out there and saying, listen, this is something that needs some, some light. Like we need to talk about this disease. And for me, it it's less that it's DIPG, which obviously strikes with us because of Natalie, mm-hmm. and more that it's pediatric childhood cancers Correct. that right. are getting a light shed on it. Because right. with anything in this country, and this is the sad state of the way things are, if you're not a constituency in which you can have a lobby right. be, because you sway votes, mm-hmm. no one is going to give you any sort of federal funding or anything like that right. because... Politicians can't make money off of them, and they because they can't use they they can't vote. Right. And so, while unless there's some sort of miracle, Lauren is going to pass away. Mm-hmm. At least there is 
some good that may come from it that she has made herself available and put herself out there to be someone that can talk about her disease right in an intelligent way and her family is standing beside her and helping her get through this Mm -hmm. and all of these wonderful people that are around her you know the the college basketball team and, and all of these things and hopefully with this light being shown on this disease that hopefully eventually you know no other kids will have to go through this right but Seriously, vibrating phone. Come on now. Sorry, my bad. What kind of what kind of chicanery is this? Breaking up, just breaking the mood. Didn't happen. Well, we should probably wrap things up here. Okay. We're getting close to an hour. All right. And I'm recording this in the middle of the last Sunday of football. <laughs> because it, so football is more important than drug no, with your sister. No, no, no. no, no. I heard you. I heard it's you. It's not more important, which is why we're recording right now. Good so point. don't spin it in a negative way. <laughs> You son of a bitch. <laughs> Sorry, just kidding. Love you. <laughs> Love you too. Before we go, let's do something fun. Okay. I One of my favorite shows to watch is Inside the Actor Studio. I love that show. Yes. And there's a questionnaire that James Lipton asks <laughs> that is from Bernard Pivot, who's like an interviewer in France. Mm-hmm. And he asks different questions. Okay. So I'm going to ask you some of these questions and, oh, and, think what, and tell me what you think. Okay. What is your favorite word? Wow. You know? Oh, God, that's tough. Just quick, rapid fire. I don't know. I have so have, many. I use so many words. So what's your... Lots what's, of them. What is a favorite word? Just tell me one. Kioscuro. Okay. What's your least favorite word? <laughs> Retarded. What is your favorite curse word? Fuck. What is your favorite sound? The ocean. What's your least favorite sound? Barking dogs. You don't in, like I'm sorry. In where I work at the at the uh, vet hospital, when I have to walk into the boarding kennel and those dogs start barking and we're talking, we're in a fairly small room that's all cement and it just echoes off. Yeah, no. Mm-mm, nope. No, thank you. Definitely my least favorite sound. What turns you on? Oh, that's a tough one. Really, really good kissing. Wow. Didn't need to know that. You asked. What was (laughs) I? I could have said something else, but I went with that one. You could have said the smell of freshly baked cookies. Don't turn me on. (laughs) You asked me, not you. (laughs) If, If you could do any job in the world, what would it be? Paint for money. Like a lot of money. What's one job you would never want to do? Oh, so, have you ever seen dirty jobs? Like any of them <laughs> on that show. <laughs> I don't want to do anything that has to do with sticking my fingers and or arms into orifices. I tell them all the time at the vet hospital. They ask me. They've got their finger up a dog's butt. They're like, do you want to learn how to do this? I'm like, no, no I'm I don't. Good. I'm a receptionist for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna go back to my job it's hard but someone's got to do it and the last question is if heaven exists Mm -hmm. what would you like to hear god say at the pearly gates Woo! let's get this party started heather jones you've made it you've been on the jog pod i have has this been the most exciting hour of your life it really has and honestly i could do it for a few more hours but i know you've got football to watch it's not so much that we'd like to you know kind of keep it i know centralized people and, get you know, tired of what, listening to us we want to leave them wanting more not wanting to change they always the want more so you and mom head back to oregon tomorrow yes just gonna be sad it is but it's been a She's fun gonna time. She's going to cry the whole time. She is going to cry. You're, it's true. She was probably going to cry. It's okay. All I'll be asleep way. on the plane, so it's fine. She can cry <laughs> just on my let shoulder. Let her cry. <laughs> uh, yeah, mom, you just sit here and cry. Here's some tissues. I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> that drama means kicking in right now. <laughs> well, sister, it's been great to have it you has in been the studio. Wonderful to be and here. And we you. can do this again 
we can we'll do Skype or something. Sweet. And, now that I have my fancy computer, you I can figure out how I to can, do that. But I can call you from Skype to your phone. So fancy. Because I'm cool like that. It is true. He is pretty cool. So we're gonna wrap it up for this Let's episode of the Jog Pod. I want to thank you for joining us. We're going to be back in full swing. More episodes coming up. Stay tuned. Roxanne Jones, Roxanne Simai, the woman, the woman with Rand Clay, (laughs) the woman with no last name will be on a future episode and we'll have Nikki Jones back in studio lined up a few other guests, uh, including a musician, Steve Gould. Uh, He will be joining us very soon. Probably going to have uh, Phil Mackey from ESPN fifteen hundred in Minneapolis uh, and St. Paul join us again. Uh, we've done a we did a podcast once. The audio quality was so bad I didn't bother putting it up. So we'll have to have Phil back on. We'll do another show. That's it from the Jog Pod Studios. I hope everyone had a Merry Christmas, a Happy Holidays. Enjoy your New Year. We'll be back soon. Stay tuned. Always protect the five hole. <laughs>